Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov, everybody. Wow, today is such a special day. Today is a day full of mitzvos, and we excitedly prepare for a night full of mitzvos. In reality, today is not just a Erev Yom Tov, with tonight being a Yom Tov, but Manish Tana, Erev Yom Tov, Hazer, how different is this Erev Yom Tov from all others? And the reason for that being is the Torah tells us that today on the 14th of Nisan, today is today that we were to bring the Korban Pesach. We brought it in the past, and Amir Hashem, we will bring it in the future. And the day on which a Jew brings a Korban, that day is a Yom Tov. And number one, for this reason, we know that we have to stop eating chametz this morning by 10.16. And what's the reason for that? Because we're not to have chametz when we brought the Karban Pesach. The Karban Pesach is brought in the afternoon from mid the day and on. And therefore from the Torah, you can eat chametz till mid the day. However, the rabbis moved it up two hours earlier to make sure that a in their days a cloudy day and to make sure that one would not violate the biblical prohibition of eating chametz at the time of the Karban Pesach. And we burn the chametz no later this morning than 1136. It's for this reason as well that ideally one should not work this afternoon after 12.55 in the New York area, which is the time of Chatzos mid the day, and it really has a status like Chol HaMoed. Those things that we do not do on Chol HaMoed should not be done as well on this afternoon. Interestingly, and just to show the significance of the day, Rachman Lassan, someone who is sitting Shiva, they get up today at Chatzos at 12.55, and this is because the uniqueness of Erev Pesach, that Erev Pesach in the afternoon is like a Yom Tov. However, the Shulchan Aruch Yoridea teaches us that we are to not make the mistake that unfortunately somebody sitting Shiva at any other time during the year, they are not to get up at Chatzos at mid the day. They are to sit till as much time as necessary before Shabbos or any other Yom Tov. Finally, today, because it is an Erev Shabbos, so before candle lighting, make sure that the salt water has been prepared for the Seder. If one does not, one could still make the salt water 
but one should do it in a different way. Put the water in first and then the salt. And finally, the charoses as well should be prepared before the Seder. Also, the kitchen closes in the sense that we should not eat too close to the evening so that, please God, we come to the Seder with a healthy appetite so that we eat the biblical mitzvah of matzah, the teyovon, with an appetite. And finally, one cannot start the Pesach Seder early, even though it's a Shabbos, and many have already been taking in Shabbos these last few weeks early. Still, you can't tonight because of the effect of the Korban Pesach. The Torah says, The Korban Pesach was to be eaten on the night of the 15th, and all the mitzvos of the night are equated to the Korban Pesach. So, Kiddush, which is the first of the four cups, the four cups of wine, is to be, they are to be drunk, after or at a time when you could eat the Korban Pesach, which is Laila. And so we don't start the uh, Seder until ideally at least uh, 40 minutes after, uh, 42 minutes after Shkia, which would bring us to approximately the earliest 8.20 this evening. Okay, I'd like to now review as quickly as possible, but giving some understanding and explanation as to not just what we do, but why we do it, the Seder. So, Kiddush, tonight, now tonight, because it is Shabbos, ideally, the kos, the cup of Kiddush, for all of the four cups, should contain a revius. How much is the Revius? So because tonight's Kiddush is the Oraisa biblical, because it's not only Yom Tov, it's Shabbos, it should preferably be four ounces. Each of the other cups can be 3.3 as well. Now, it might be hard to get a cup 3.3 or 4. Hopefully you will be able to get a four-ounce cup you don't have to drink the entire cup. You have to drink rovkos, a majority of the cup, a little more than half. So it's not too difficult to drink a little bit more than half a four-ounce cup of wine at four times in the course of the Seder. You don't need a high-alcohol wine. Get a low-alcohol wine of 4%, get the blue bottle, like soda, 5%. Remember, and if a person has trouble with that, then mix the wine with grape juice, but ideally, unless a person has health issues, they should use all wine or some wine, because wine is a celebratory 
drink, and we are toasting and celebrating with Hashem with the four cups of wine at the four different mitzvos that these four cups accompany. In addition, everybody drinks from the Kiddush tonight, not just the one reciting Kiddush. And when we drink, we drink reclining to the left. One of the reasons that we recline to the left is because the Roman aristocrats leaned. This is our way of saying, look where you are and look where we are. You are gone, nowhere to be found, and we are still here. And this is testimony that God did not just only take us out of Egypt from slaves to free men, but we went from slaves to aristocracy, something very significant. The aristocrats leaned, we leaned to show our gratitude to Hashem. The After drinking the first cup of wine, we have the second part of the Seder, which is Urchatz, which is we wash our hands, Serugin, right, left, right, left, right, left. The reason being that we conduct ourselves tonight as if we had a Beis Hamikdash. And when we had a Beis Hamikdash, we were very careful about the laws of purity and impurity. And since what's coming up after this is the karpas, we're going to take a vegetable other than lettuce and dip it in the salt water. Unless we wash our hands, our hands are considered shneos, impure. Our hands would give a sense of tumor, impurity to the water, and to render the uh, karpas impure. And tonight, we try to conduct ourselves as we did, and please God will, when we have the next Beis Hamikdash, especially careful about the laws of purity and impurity. Therefore, you should not use a fork when it comes to karpas. You're defeating the whole purpose of the washing. When you dip the karpas in the salt water, your fingers should be in the salt water holding the karpas, and that's why you've washed your hands beforehand. When you recite the bracha of bore pre ha'adama on the karpas, you keep in mind that this bracha of bore pre ha'adama should go as well for the maror that we're going to eat during the meal. And since there's a question as to whether or not we should make a bore priya dhamma on the morrow, and we don't, we therefore keep in mind that this bore priya dhamma should go for the morrow as well. And that's why we eat a small piece of karpas that one should not have to make a bracha achrona which would cause a separation between this Bore Priyadama and the Mara later on. We do not wash our hands for the Natilas Yadayim with a bracha. We wash our hands, Urchatz, without a bracha for the Karpas, 
which is eaten dipped in salt water. Then we come to the yachatz, whereby we break the middle matzah. We have three matzahs tonight instead of two every Shabbos and Yom Tov because we break the middle matzah. And we need two full matzos for Lechemishnah, as we have on every Shabbos and Yom Tov. We break the middle matzah for many different reasons, including, interestingly, the rabbis point out that there are two themes to the matzah. On the one hand, it's Lechem Oni. It's the theme of the bread of affliction. The Sopurno writes that the Egyptians gave us and fed us matzah throughout the years of our servitude. It was cheaper for them, it lasted longer, and so, on the one hand, it's the bread of only affliction, and on the other hand, it's the bread of freedom, because we ate it on the way out, and as we will explain later on with the passage of Rabbi Gamliel Hoya Omer, when we explain why we eat the matzah, we talk about the matzah that our dough did not have a chance to rise, and therefore we ate matzah on the way out of Egypt, symbolizing our freedom. And therefore, the two themes, the matzah is broken, and the larger half goes for the afikomon, the larger half goes for the freedom that, please God, we will have in the future. Lechem Oni also is a poor man's bread. A poor man breaks his loaf in half before he eats one half, saves the other half for later. There's no eggs in the poor man's bread. And finally, as we recited the Kiddush over a cup of wine, the rabbis tell us Lechem Oni, bread over which we recite much meaning we tell the story of the Magid coming up in a moment over the matzah, which is why matzah is to be uncovered throughout the recitation of the Haggadah. All right? And therefore, there should be on each table matzah visible during the recitation. We come next to the Magid section. This is the first of two biblical positive mitzvos that are unique to the night of Pesach. This is the mitzvah of Sipur, Yitzias Mitzrayim, telling the story of the Exodus. And the other biblical mitzvah is that of eating matzah. Now, uh, we pour the second cup. We recite Holach Ma'anya, in Aramaic, which is their vernacular in their day, today English or any other language that the family and friends around the table is familiar with, it's most important that the people understand what is being read and what is being said. All right? And therefore, the Haggadah need not be said in Hebrew, it's nice to read a paragraph in Hebrew and translate it, but if you don't have time, read it in any language that the people around understand. The uh, all year long, 
there's a mitzvah of Zechiras Itzias Mitzrayim, simply to remember, and we do so by including every night and every morning in the third paragraph of the Shema, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, we acknowledge that it was God, that is sufficient all year long. And tonight, we have the mitzvah of Sipur, of telling the story. We do it with question and answer. We do it with the mitzvahs, by eating the mitzvahs and explaining the mitzvahs. We do it with uh, the concept of... Um, each one understanding and trying to visualize as if they personally left Egypt. If one is limited with time, or given that not every page of the Agada is created equally, know that the part that follows Dayenu, Rabbi Gamliel Hoyo Omer, whoever doesn't explain Pesach, Matzah, and Moror, does not satisfy their obligation, can be two things. One, their obligation of telling the story, so clearly this must be read and understood. And secondly, even though one might have eaten the Matzah, but if it's not explained as to why, and even if they eat the Mara, but it's not explained and understood why, then there's something lacking in their fulfillment of the mitzvah of eating the biblical matzah, mitzvah of matzah, and the rabbinic mitzvah of Mara. Okay? Um, the, as I mentioned, the Magid is done in conjunction with the matzah. There are certain points when you follow the Haggadah, we cover the matzah, we pick up the cup as by Vehisha Amda. Finally, we conclude the Magid with the bracha of Asher Ge'olanu, literally that God has redeemed us, and as we say, in accordance with Rabbi Akiva, so too, please God, will he redeem us speedily in the future that we will be able to bring the various korbanos. After this, we drink the second cup of wine. Ashkenazim recite a bore priagofen for each of the four cups of wine. Svardim recite a bracha on number one, not on cups, cup number two, on number three, and not on number four. Okay, we now go to Rachza. We finished the Magid section, and now we wash our hands, preparing for the meal. And interestingly, the Magid section ended with our recitation of the first two paragraphs of the Hallel. We're now going to eat the meal. Amazing. Why do we stop the Hallel, eat a meal, and continue the Hallel after the meal? And one answer is, my friends, to teach us that tonight 
the meal itself is like the Hallel. The meal itself is not simply a Su'udas Shabbos and Yom Tov, but it has that clear flavor of not actually eating the Korban, but it's a Su'udas Hodo'a. It's a su'uda of thanksgiving to God that we are preparing for now when we wash our hands. We wash our hands with the bracha of al-nitilas yadayim. We come back to the table and listen carefully now. We recite two brachos. The one leaning the seder takes in his hand the two and a half matzahs that he has in front of him, and over the two and a half matzahs, he says the bracha of hamotzi lechem min ha'aretz. He then puts the bottom whole matzah down, and with the top hole and the middle half together, he recites the bracha of al-achilas matzah. Everybody should have a piece of matzah at least the size of a kazayas. The size of a kazayas is accepted generally as a third of a hand shmura matzah or a half of a machine shmura matzah. Preferably, and while it's late, you can probably still get it. In most communities, hand shmura matzah or machine shmura matzah, which means that from the time that the wheat was severed, cut from the field, from that time on, the meat, the wheat was guarded to make sure it came into no contact with water. And one should eat at least one kezayis, ideally if he can, two kezayisim of matzah leaning to the left. The shaloh kissed the matzah before he ate it. Do so quietly. Don't call attention to yourself. But there's the excitement of doing a mitzvah once a year. And it's the only biblical mitzvah that we have today of eating. And lean to the left while you're eating the matzah. One should not talk while they're eating the matzah. Okay, and we go to the next step of the Seder, which is the Moror. Now, Moror today is rabbinic because we don't find a mitzvah of Moror independent of the Korban Pesach. When we have soon the third Beis HaMikdash, Moror will be once again upgraded to a biblical mitzvah. Today it is rabbinic. It is preferable to use romaine lettuce. This is identified as that which was used in the days of the Mishnah, lettuce. And over the years when they did not have lettuce, the horseradish became popular and so, even though we have it today, many feel that they cannot break family tradition and use the lettuce. Really, 
consult with your local Rav and he'll tell you that the lettuce is more preferable or most preferable. If you'd like, after you eat the lettuce, have some horseradish for the taste of the bitterness. The moror is to be dipped in charoses, which reminds us of the bricks that the Jewish people had to make when they were in Egypt of the servitude. And once again, a reminder, make the charoses before Shabbos. We make the bracha al-achilas moror, and we eat the moror without reclining. After that comes korech, the sandwich, reminding us of what was and will be, as Hillel uh, did when we had a base of Migdash, he had the sandwich, the matzah, on top of that, the meat of the Korban Pesach, which we don't have today. We have the moror on top of the meat of the Korban Pesach, and the matzah on top of that, the Hillel sandwich. Today, it consists of but matzah and moror. Okay, after that, we have the shulchan orich, the meal, and as I mentioned, the meal is a Thanksgiving meal in between the first and part of the Hallel and the completion of the Hallel. As the rabbis tell us, four persons have to bring a korban toda, a Thanksgiving offering. There are four persons that we went through them all. We crossed the sea. We went into the desert. We were of, like sick of all different sicknesses in Egypt, and we had very great isurim, very great kinds of dangerous situations in which we were extricated therefrom. Our eating of this meal is saying, thank you, Hashem, for all the miracles that you did for us in the past. After that, we have the afikoman, preferably eaten before mid-the-night this year, 12.55 p.m., as the Korban Pesach had to be eaten before 12.55. Preferably two kezayis. Why? Because, one, the Korban Pesach was eaten with matzah. And this is one explanation for the Afikoman. It reminds us of the Korban Pesach that we will have in the future. And finally, according to the Rashbam, Rashi's grandson, the main mitzvah of matzah comes at the end of the meal because of the fact that the matzah accompanied the uh, Korban Pesach. We can't wait till the end of the meal to make a bracha, but that's where the main mitzvah of matzah is. So therefore be careful to have it before the right time and to eat a large piece of matzah. We pour the third cup for the Birkasa Mazon, the recitation of the grace after meals. We finish the Birkasa Mazon and we drink the third cup 
reclining. We pour the kos shel Eliyahu, right? And we have the fourth cup is poured as well. And we finish the Hallel. We say Nishmas. We conclude the Bracha, two different customs. Try to coordinate at your Seder how you're going to conclude. And we drink the fourth cup of wine. Again, leaning to the left. After that comes the Al Hagefen. Finally, after this comes Nirza, that we ask Hashem to please accept our Pesach Seder as if it was the actual Korban Pesach that we brought. And finally, we conclude the night with the various songs, including Adirhu Yivne Beso Bekarov, asking Hashem to build the third base Hamigdash. And we go through Echad Meyodea, extolling the various aspects of our tradition. And we go through Hashem being the one directing history with Chadgadja. Finally, just as the rabbis tell us, and we say this in the Haggadah, that in each generation we are to feel as if we left Egypt, so too, says the Chassam Sofer, tonight at the Pesach Seder, we are to feel, as we say in the beginning of the Magid section, that Mitchila, initially we were idolaters, and now, Achshav, Kervono Amokum Lavodaso, now, tonight, God took us to His service. We should look upon our performance of mitzvot as Jews, as if it's just starting. If something is just starting, it's exciting. And that's, please God, one of the many themes we should take away from the Pesach Seder, that it's not going to be tomorrow and the next day the way it was yesterday. I'm starting afresh. I'm starting anew with that very special relationship between Hashem and His people. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and all our listeners a Chag Koshevisameach. Enjoy. Enjoy the Shabbos Yom Tov. Enjoy the Seder. Enjoy the mitzvos. Enjoy the family being together and the passing on of our holy tradition from one generation to the next. Shabbat Shalom and good Yom Tov to all.